Good morning, church congregation, and happy Sunday, February 25th. I am the lead pastor, Pastor Austin. Good morning and welcome to Brighter Side Church. We are on the brighter side because we are on God's side. We worship the Lord every day, not just on Sunday. I hope you all are having a wonderful day, a wonderful Sunday today as we join together this morning to worship the Lord, praise the Lord, and get our our weekly redemption, get our weekly application to our life and get our weekly rules and set restrictions and get our life in order for this upcoming week. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. There are so many people out there today and I just want to be a quick reminder to all of you. There are so many of you out there today who are suffering with financial difficulty. There are so many of you out there today who are suffering with an illness, with cancer, with a virus, with something that's sticking around that the devil has given or put on to you and your family. And I just want you to know that, that God says no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what financial difficulty you're going through, no matter what challenge you may be up against. No matter what thing that looks impossible, no matter what sickness that medicine can't seem to heal, I just want to say that the medicine is definitely a God-given thing. I believe that God has given medicine to help heal people all around the world, but also prayer is required and full faith is required for a healing of your illness, a healing of whatever's going on, a healing of your family, a healing of whatever you may be going through. You maybe have been praying and praying for a change to come throughout this situation in your life, change in your financial difficulty, change in this illness, change with your cancer diagnosis, change with what you've been praying for. Maybe right now, I just... I'm sure that I I just, I'm asking the Lord today to guide me to whatever maybe, you know, someone's trying to do. And right now I'm seeing a family randomly that I just came in my head right now that their home has been burnt in a fire. Um, and if they're out there listening today, I just want you to know that God, I, I oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit within me today. And that's the thought that I'm getting from this is that there's a family or something that you've had and I'm feeling like it's a house but it might just be something else Um, and it's been on fire and their home has been on fire and I'm coming into this today I don't I don't have a set sermon I have sermons that I've saved that I've created but I don't know which one I want to choose but for some reason now I've said that, and now that's reminding me of like the door of fire and in how you know God is going to cleanse us and give us the the holiness in the Holy Spirit. And now there's a sermon that's on my screen. I often get different ideas and help from on sermons from Sermon Central. And there's a sermon here that said, Oh goodness, gracious, great chariot chariots of fire. Fire. Those of you today again. I just want to be here to remind you, no matter what you're going through, God sees every picture. God sees every picture. And I just want you all to know that, you know, God is so good. And God is about to help you through whatever you're going through. Through 
family problems, through financial problems, whatever you're going through, God's going to help you today. All you have to do is pray and ask in Jesus' name. All you have to do is pray and ask and believe and have faith that it's going to happen. And it's going to happen. And it's going to be for the good. Not for the bad. For the good. Pray today. Pray today. Good morning, church. Good morning. Happy Sunday, February 25th. I'm going to pull us a scripture card from the Hagee Ministries scripture box. I'm also going to get our verse of the day. Um, Our verse of the day for today, Sunday, February 25th, is... Let me find it here. I written it down. Can I find it? The real question is, can I find it? February 25th. Psalm 98, verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Amen, amen. I'm going to pull a random scripture card from this list here. Random one, pulling it now. This one's on discernment. John 16, verse 3. Or, I'm sorry, John 16, verse 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose you to what is to come in the future. Amen. 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 Don't have discernment. People have been thinking, you know, oh, this is not going to happen. God will give you what you're asking for. God will give you what you're asking for. There are days where I know, because even myself, I I and many, many others, I know, wake up day after day, and they're just like, I am so sick of being sick and tired. Again, I'm so sick of being sick and tired. I'm so sick of being sick and tired. Excuse me. People have that in their mind. And they're carrying all this on on their shoulders. All this on their shoulders. People are carrying everything on their shoulders. Um, people are are walking around and they got all this stuff just stuck on their back. They walk into church on Sunday. And, you know, or they go to a Bible study. And they walk in, they're carrying the abuse. They're carrying the heavy emotion. They're carrying the big burden. They're carrying the sadness of losing someone. They're carrying the financial difficulty. They're carrying how they're going to handle this financial issue. They're carrying this recent grief they're having. They're carrying, they're carrying all this different stuff. All these different feelings. All these different battles. And I just want all of you to know that, you know... It's not yours to worry about. People come into church every day 
every Sunday, every week. They go into into Bible study and they they come to the altar. They all say, "Come to the altar. Leave your pains, leave your sufferings, leave your worries at the altar." And they come up and they leave their worries at the altar, and then they they walk out of church. Whoo! Yes, I'm free. Hallelujah! Glory to God! I'm free. Yes, I'm free indeed. Hallelujah! I'm letting God fight my battles. And they go up to somebody and they talk about you know their stuff, and all of a sudden they let everything come back on them again. Oh, oh! Now they feel this weight in their shoulders. And I tell you, Pete. Whenever people say about weight in your shoulders, they're not just saying that as a as like a thing. When you're truly stretched, you feel like you've got everything on your shoulders. I mean, you can feel the pressure. Maybe it's just me, but I can feel the pressure of all the stress that's going on right now. And today, we need to learn about how to let God fight our battles. We're going to talk about today how Jehoshaphat is preparing to go to battle with his men against the people of Moab and Anan. And he had already gotten word from some folk that the enemy was coming and he has prayed and fasted and is now hearing from the Lord. And as the people of Judah all stood that the Spirit of God came upon Jehazel and said in verses 15 through 17. And it continues. We have, we as believers have been called to fight a battle. But, you know, that's the battle of God. But there's so many worldly battles that we have, and we need to give those to God. Let God fight those battles. They're not for us to fight. So, we're going to go ahead and come into prayer this morning. And then we're going to jump out to some music and worship the Lord this morning. Let's go ahead and come in for prayer. Father God. We thank you for the gift of the song. Please receive my song of thanks and praise from my heart you have filled with your delight. O God, I offer you my thanks and my praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, so good morning. Welcome to Brighter Side Church. Go ahead and stand up. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord this morning. Feel free to sing along. The lyrics are on your screen. Peace, bring it all to peace. The storm surrounding me, let it break. Let your name still call the sea to still. The raging me still every way. Let your Silence, fear. 
website here is how you give your tithe or your offering now on all of our platforms youtube channels podcast wherever you're watching from you will find our description below each and every one of our videos so right here is a wednesday night bible study and right here is all of the information right here now you can view our website which is probably the easiest way everything's included in the description box of every episode and also on our brighter side church website um, but you can go ahead to the website. You can give by um, using your card. You can give by email or phone and text. You can call 814-429-3790 or text that number as well. You can leave your credit or debit card number in our confidential voicemail box if you feel comfortable. Or if or uh, leave a voicemail for someone to call you back or text us on that phone line. Or you can send an email to that email. Now the way you'll do that is you'll just log into your email account. You'll type in a... Uh, the email address pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com and then just put in for the subject line tithe, offering, whatever you're going to be giving and then just put in I would like to give a gift of maybe $20 not a fit, a gift gift of $20 and then you can put in your debit card number one two three four four five six seven. 8912-9909. For example, and then your back number could be 123. And then just sign your name below. Like, for example, thank you, Todd Dune, Dundry. I don't know. Anything. And then just send that email as a little thing. And I will get that and we can process your tithe and your offering. Um, and please note that all of our tithes and offerings are non-tax deductible. If you'd like to give by check, information's down below for that. You can send a picture of your fully filled in and signed check. Checks must be signed and fully written out in correct manner. And whenever you write out your checks, you can send them to our current finance manager, Charles Lynch, and then you can write gifts in the memo slot. You can email those to pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com or text those to our phone hotline 814-429-3790. And if you would like to give it another way, you can view our website. You can give through Venmo or Cash App. If you have some other way that you'd like to give, you can 
bring that up to us using our email. Email us, pastoraustinbse at gmail.com. Don't forget to check our website as well. If you're on here, make an account up here in this little left corner because then you can view our forms and actually join in on conversations and discussions and even view our blog, which is updates from me. With that being said, you can also view our Twitter page. Our Twitter is going to be brighter underscore church. You can check us out over there and follow us there. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump back to today's worship session. Changes, never changes, 
heard your children then you hear your children now you are the same god you are the same god you answered prayers back then and you will answer now you are the same god you are the same god you were providing then you are
are back. So again, good morning and welcome to Brighter Side Church and welcome to today's sermon. And we're going to be talking about how it's not your fight. It's not your fight. It's God's. We as believers are fighting and or worrying about battles far too often that we have no control over. And to put it simply, we just need to let go and let God take care of it. All we have to do is ask for help. So how do we let God fight for us? The first thing is by realizing that the battle is not ours, but the battle is God's. It's not our battle to worry about. All the things that you're having problems with, finances, food on the table, your kids' education, how this whole country is going down into a sinkhole in a whirlpool. It seems like everybody's just in this whirlpool and we're whoo, everywhere. We're all over the place. Some people are rich, some are poor, some are homeless, some are just being able to survive. We've got some who are chasing their dreams right now. We have some who are waiting for an answer, waiting for a miracle. We have some who are sitting beside their their family member, hoping and praying that they're going to live. We have some worrying about how they're going to pay their bills. We have some worrying about how they're going to be able to get their car repaired. We have some worrying about how they're going to put dinner on the table. We have some teachers out there worrying about our, our students' education. We're worrying about what's going to happen to our country. We're worried about the ones who are not saved. But let me tell you, you need to take all those things All the worry in the world. Take it to God and he will work it out. I have to ask all of you. Have you ever had a situation in your life. That only God could figure out. Only God could figure out. There's many different examples of only things that God can work out. This comes from C.C. Winans. I was listening to her her concert a few uh, years ago. About two years ago. Back in April of 2022. It's almost been two years. And when she was on that concert in her one song, she was talking about how you have to have faith for things to happen in, in Christ. And... And uh, she said how her brother was in the hospital, and the doctor came in and said, I'm sorry, we did everything we can, but it looks like he's not going to make it. And her and her dad then sat there, and they said, well, we're going to pray. We'd like to ask you to join us in prayer. 
And we'd like to ask you to go back and wake him up. He's going to wake up. The doctor agreed. They came into prayer all together. The doctor had a little bit of faith, I'm sure. Or maybe a lot of faith if he was, you know, a big Christian. But there's some people who just don't have any. But Cece herself had tons of faith. Her dad had tons of faith. This doctor may have had tons of faith, may have had no faith, or may have had a tiny bit of faith, but it shows that he has just a little bit to come in for a prayer. That doctor walked back into the room and went to wake up Cece's brother, and he woke up. He woke up. Can we just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing is impossible through Jesus. Nothing is impossible to God. All power and praise to the Holy Spirit. All power and praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing is impossible for God, but you have to take it to God and you have to believe in it. You got to believe for it. In some cases, God is the only one that can work things out. There's just those certain things that only God can do. There are miracles. The doctor said, that's all that can be done. We don't believe he's going to make it. We can't do anything else. We've done all we could do. We've exhausted all of our measures. But God said, no! He is going to raise up because Cece and her father and the doctor all believe and I am the Alpha, I am the Omega and he will rise back up and he will come back to life. Can we get a hallelujah for that? Let's move on to our next topic. The next way that we're able to give God all of our worry is by recognizing that we have limitations, recognizing that humans have limitations and allowing that God's strength to work through our fears and our weaknesses. We are limited in the amount of certain things we call stuff or problems that we can handle. We have a tendency to take on too much at times. I'll give you a few examples. There's a lot of people out there who like to cook, or maybe they don't like to cook, but they have to cook. They get on their pasta going, they're cutting up their tomato, they're chopping up an onion, they're they're mincing an onion or mincing a garlic. And then they get their their burger cooking. And all of a sudden, the pasta boils over, and they take all their minute for the pasta, and they look over, and the burger's too high on the stove, and it's burning, and then then they're trying to finish their onion, they end up cutting their finger, and now they had to go take care of that. Before they get back out, the whole food's ruined. It's too much to handle all at once. It's too much to do all in one time. We have to focus, okay, I gotta do the pasta and the burger right now, then I can move to cut my tomato, mince my garlic, and chop up my onion, and then I can go over and I can do, I can season up my food and I can mix everything together and I can warm up my tomato sauce. But so many of us, we can't lay out those steps. We just like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I can take it. I am so powerful. I can do this. I don't need your help. I got this. I got it. Trust me. I got it. 
Do you got it? Because now dinner's ruined. Do you really got it? There's a lot of people who have wives like that. And husbands too. Not just wives, not just husbands, but both. Their wives may feel like that way in the kitchen. But then they got, you know, maybe that's, that might be your wife or your husband. Maybe your husband likes to cook. But and maybe you got the other spouse and they're they're like the big old heavy worker. Maybe you got your husband out back and, nope, I got to mow the yard. I got to cut down my bushes. I got to get up on the roof and clean off the gutters. I got to do this today. I got to wash down the windows today. I got to get in the car and clean out the car today. I got to wash the pickup truck today. We got to go pick up mulch today. I got to go to the doctors today. I got to go go to Walmart today. He has so much on his list. He tells you the night before we go to sleep, baby, I got a lot of things to do tomorrow. I got to go to Walmart. I got to go to the doctor. I got to get on the roof and clean out the gutters. I got to mow the yard. I got to trump the bushes. I got to wash the truck. I got to wash your car. I got to clean the inside of the cars. I got to wash the windows. I want to rinse in the driveway. I got to broom up the front porch. All these things that he just has on his little list to do. And I'm sure a lot of you wives are sitting there. Oh, yeah, right. I'm really sure that you're going to get all that done. <laughs> and they say, no, I don't need your help. Nope, nope. I got it all. I got it all figured out. <laughs> the hardest thing for all of us to do is to put aside our pride and admit our weakness. Husbands, wives, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, all of us have pride. And we don't want to admit our weaknesses. You often see older people who are getting older and their bones aren't as good no more. And they do too much and they get hurt. Or you see young kids trying to be, you know, hurry up and be adults right away and they get lost. And, and you know, I say to myself, I love their self-esteem. I love their mindset they have. They never give up on anything. But it's too much pride. The same thing goes for that. We're, again, limiting the amount of things that we can do. And we also have natural fears and concerns that we need to let go of and allow God to work through. The Bible says that God will renew your strength. So you need to let go and let God work in. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. I mean, you ask yourself every day, you get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up. You get up in the morning, you make breakfast, and you go to work. Now, imagine you check out the park, the part of get up. You got a busy day. I see so many women, especially because they're always taking care of their kids while trying to work. And I see so many men trying to, you know, work. And all of us are busy. A lot of us are so busy. Not just men, not just women, not just mothers and fathers, not just kids. Everybody seems to be busy. I mean, every part of your life, it seems like, you know, I've gotten to notice that, is that I will never get to rest. And rest is the biggest thing. In my opinion, you need to be able to fill up the cup that you pour from. You can't pour from an empty coffee pot. And you know how you get down the end of the coffee pot sometimes and there's some grounds in there and everybody's like, Did I get the end of that coffee pot? That tastes nasty. <laughs> Well, guess what? It's the same way with your cup. When you get to the bottom, you get grouchy. You're all done for the day and you think, I can just lay down. And then your little kid comes up to you. 
Mom, Dad, please help! There's a monster under my bed! And now you gotta run over to his room. There's no monster under your bed, Timmy. There's no monster under your bed, Samantha. We need to go to sleep. Good night. No! And now, now you're really grouchy. Now you're really irritable. Because now you're getting that bottom part of the, of the cup, of the pot, and you're just like, ugh! You're so done for today. You're ready to go to bed. I think millions of people are like that every day. They're just ready to lay down, get into a book maybe, read their Bible maybe, and just watch a TV show, watch a preacher, and go to bed. And they just feel like it's a never-ending cycle. Most people work Monday through Friday. They're off Saturday and Sunday. And the days they're off, Saturday and Sunday, they got something to do. I believe that I would say 80% of people who don't come to church on Sunday, the reason they don't come is because they just are really tired. They need some alone time themselves. And that's why God gave the Sabbath day, which was originally Saturday. Saturday was originally supposed to be the rest day. You work you go and you get yourself renewed through Christ on Sunday, the beginning of the week. You go the whole week through. Saturday is the last day of the week and you rest on the last day of the week. Sunday is a brand new week. You restart that week again. I mean, you open up the standard calendar. It's Sunday to Saturday. Sunday to Saturday. Sunday to Saturday. It ain't Monday to Sunday. It's Sunday to Saturday. Sunday to Saturday. That's the true thing. So if you never get to bed, imagine you work all that time, you never go you never get any sleep. How would you continue to move on? Do you think just one day, just imagine yourself one day, one day, just saying one day. You get up in the morning, you go throughout this big morning routine, this big morning idea. You got to go do all these things for the day. You got to go take the kids to school. You got to go into work. You got to come home. You got to, you know, uh, finish up your day. You got to go pick up the kids from school. You got to make your dinner, you know. And then imagine you don't go to sleep and you got to go all over again the next day. Did you think you could do that? People, I'm sure, are thinking, oh, I'll drink a lot of coffee. I'll be able to get through. Mm, I'd say 30% of people who think that would be able to get through. I don't even know about 30%. Because I know me, myself, I mean, I work, I get so tired in the day. It's like I drink two cups of coffee in the morning. And, I mean, they're pretty big cups. And it's strong coffee. It's like big, nice, dark roast Starbucks premium coffee that I that I guzzle down that I buy at Walmart Target and or I go to I pick up from a coffee shop and let me tell you I drink I drink some drinks in the day that have caffeine, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, anything and I'm still tired by like three o'clock. I'm ready for bed. So going back, the Bible says that God will renew your strength. The same way the bed renews your strength every morning. The next and last final way that 
we're able to let God help us with what we're going through and give it to God is by asking for help in our daily battles, no matter how big or small they may seem. That's the big one. And God can take care of all of our battles, no matter how big or small. Some small battles may be, oh, I have the sniffles today, or my yard needs mowed. I really can't find the strength to go mow my yard today, or baseball season's coming up. I need your help for an idea of what to do with this uh, whole like class of students for this baseball season at the school. I need your help for a Bible study session, Lord. And they kind of get bigger and bigger as we go. My car needs a battery. I need your help, Lord. Oh, I can't afford that battery. I need your help to get me the money for that battery, Lord. They get bigger. I can't afford my car payment of $450, Lord. Please help me. Oh, I can't afford my mortgage, Lord. I feel like my home's going to be going under. Oh, Lord, I just lost two paychecks. Oh, Lord, please help me. My home's going to be condemned or foreclosed on or sheriff sailed. Oh, Lord, help me. I've lost my house. I'm fully homeless now. Oh, Lord, please help me. I've lost my house. I've lost my car. And finally, you're at a point. Lord, I've lost my house. I've lost my car. I've lost my wife. I've lost my family. I've lost my job. I've lost everything. I feel like I'm at rock bottom. Please help me. But let me tell you, no matter, no matter how you feel like you're at rock bottom, no matter how, no matter how low you feel like you're at, close to rock bottom you are never back at rock bottom because guess what you have jesus you have god you have the holy spirit right beside you the whole time and god and god jesus may not give you a special path and say here my son take the special path here my child take the special path this will help you Take this path, take this pill, and it'll all go away. No. Sometimes God says, sometimes Jesus says, come on, I will walk with you on this path. I will walk with you on this hard and difficult, narrow, troubling path. Because in the end, you're going to learn something from this. In the end, this will be worth something. You need to draw closer to God and he will draw closer to you. And how do you draw closer to God? People might automatically jump up and say, go to church on Sunday, go to church on Sunday, go to church on Sunday, go to Bible study, go to Bible study. Let me tell you, church is not everything. You know the biggest thing that you can do? The biggest thing you can do actually to draw closer to God is pray. Think about your friend. Do you just read his articles like, like it's the Bible and you know everything about him? You're nice and close to him? No, that's part of it is reading his life, learning about him. And going and meeting up with him at church like you do Jesus or going and meeting up with him at the coffee shop is a very big part of it maybe as well. But the biggest part of your friendship with your best friend is to remain contact. Talk to your friend. We got what's called to me the big five. 
Number one is to talk and pray to God. Have conversations. Go to God. Say, I'm having issues. I've lost my job. I got a pay decrease. I don't know where I'm going to find the money for this. Or here's my problem. And not only go to God in the bad times, but go to God in the good times. There's so many people who only go to God when they need help, and that's wrong. God is not your vending machine. You can't just stuff in a dollar twenty-five and say, "Give me a Coke." You can't just go to God. Here's my dollar. I'm here today. Help me with this now. You have to put trust. You have to put faith. You got to have contact with God every moment you can. You can't just treat God like He's your vending machine. Well, give it to me now. That's what you're here for. You're here to help me. No. God is your Lord and your Savior. He's there to help you, yes, but you're supposed to be there for God. If you don't reach out to God, He can't reach out to you. And if He reached out to you, then you need to reach back to Him. It works two ways. We all know how friendship works. The phone works two ways. So does God's phone. Pick up your phone and call. If God's calling, He knocks on the door. It says in the Bible, I'll knock on the door. Open the door. Quit pushing God away from your situation. Quit pushing God out of your life. Quit pushing God's thoughts away. Answer the door and ask for help. It's time to ask God to help you with what you're going through. You can't keep trying to do this on your own. So draw closer to God and he will draw closer to you. That involves the top five. Talk to God. Get on your knees and pray to God. Ask God. Ask Jesus to help you. Ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to help you throughout your life. And step two is to read your Bible. Read the word because everything in the Bible is truth. The Bible says everything in this book is truth. It also says the truth shall set you free. Step three is to get yourself in a Bible-based church. If it's not coming from the Bible, it ain't church. So many people go to different places and they think, oh, it's a great place. I love going here. It's like church. I love it. Make sure what you're, what you're learning at church is coming from the Bible. Where's the scripture based on that? And like today, I've been giving, I don't have the exact scripture, but I know it's in the Bible. Go find it. I'm encouraging you. And step four, get in with different groups, Facebook groups, your church groups, different things. I mean, we have our website. You can find it. It's linked down below for our Brighter Side Church website. You can go on our website and you can make an account and you can join in on our different forms. Answer questions in the questions and answers area. You can go through and ask questions. You can view our blog. You can meet people and put in your own recipes in the form section. You can talk about anything you want to talk about and get in a good group. And every Wednesday night, we have Wednesday night Bible study pretty much every Wednesday night some Wednesday some Wednesdays we don't but most nights we do come and join us for Wednesday night Bible study get yourself involved with God get yourself involved with God draw closer to God and he will draw closer to you 
And that number five is in everything you do, you need to put God in it. So make sure if you say, you know, oh, hey, babe, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do this, 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 this. Sometimes we're just like my spouse sounds like a broken record. My kid, my son, my mother, my father sounds like a broken record. I'm going to do this. They got all these plans lined up. Well, guess what? What if God says tomorrow's the day we're gone? Those plans ain't going to be nothing. So make sure with whatever you're planning, whatever you're doing, you're taking it to the Lord. Ask him, I need your guidance on this. I'm going to do this. I need your help. I need to know what is best. Come with me tomorrow to this appointment. Make sure that this, that this diagnosis I have was fake. Make sure that, you know, it was false, that I'm positive for this. It was a false positive. You know, maybe some people are waiting on a baby. Ask God to please help you whenever you go for different IVF treatments or doctor's appointments. Ask God, ask Jesus to go with you. We have to get pride out of the way and humble ourselves and ask God for help. We can't just keep on telling ourselves day after day, I can do this on my own. I don't need your help. We've seen millions of movies out there and people say, well, I'm only trying to help. And then they say, I think you've helped enough for today. They think they're Mr. Tough and they think they got it all taken care of. Well, let me tell you, no, they don't. They're losing grip of everything around them. That's the biggest thing in a, in a business, a real estate agent. How can one person manage their online real estate, sell homes, answer phone calls, reply to emails and text messages, go and view homes, appraise homes, do it all by themselves? They can't. Everyone needs an assistant with that type of big work. And the biggest person that can be the assistant of your entire life is God. Put God first in your life. Ask God for help in your life. Quit trying to do it all on your own. Today's the day that you put God first. It's not your fight. It's God's. Let God fight for you. Let God work it out for you. Amen. I want to let you all come in for a prayer this evening. For an invitation to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and ask him for his help today. I ask you all to come in for this prayer, please. Even if you think you're forgiven because we all sin, you can't say you don't because that's a lie. You may be trying your best not to, but trust me, you probably still are because everybody sins and we don't even notice it. Let's go ahead and come into prayer to receive Jesus today. Repeat after me. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Repeat after me. I ask you to forgive my sins and all my wrongdoing. I ask Jesus Christ to come back into my heart and live in me. I ask that you will wash me as clean and as white as snow. I ask you to put my name back in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
because I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I believe that he was crucified on Good Friday, and I believe that he was risen on Easter morning, three days later. Thank you for your mercy and your salvation. Amen. Now I like to invite everybody in to ask God to help them with whatever they're going through. You're going to repeat after me and then I'm going to say quietly, go ahead and explain to God what you, what's going on in your life. I'll go ahead and I'll get you started. You can explain what's going on in your life and then we'll end out the prayer. Repeat after me. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe that you can do all things. I'm having some difficulty right now. And here is my difficulty. Go ahead and explain your difficulty. Financial difficulty. Whatever you're going through. I'll give you some time. Coming back. I ask you, God, to help me with those things. I need your help, and I cannot do it alone. And I believe that you have already done it. It's already done in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, God. Amen and hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I want to tell you that whatever you prayed for, God is going to answer it or he's going to give you something better because if it ain't great it ain't done it may be good but it ain't done it may be great but it still ain't done it gotta be greater if it may be greater but it still ain't done it has to be phenomenal it may not be phenomenal because it ain't done it has to be absolutely fantastic we often forget that God is perfect he's the only thing in the world that's perfect only thing that is here, that it's in heaven, that is perfect. The only ever thing, only ever creature, soul, spirit that's ever perfect, and that's God himself. I want to thank every single one of you for attending Brighter Side Church today. I pray that you all who have listened today got something out of this sermon today. I ask that if you feel inclined, if you feel blessed to sow a seed into our ministry, you would please do so. The information is down below, and the instructions were at the beginning of today's episode if you'd like to rewind and find those. You can visit us online at https colon slash slash austinluxurylife12.wixsite.com slash Church. Let God give you the life of luxury, knowing that he is right beside you. You can also call our phone hotline at 814-429-3790. You can call or text that phone hotline with your debit or credit card information. Leave a voicemail. We're going to call you back. You can also email us at pastoraustinbse at gmail.com. And along with email, if you need a Bible, if you need a new book, if you need anything at all, a prayer request, anything, email me over at pastoraustinbse at gmail.com. I am looking out for those emails. 
Again, I appreciate so much your attendance here at Brighter Side Church on this wonderful Sunday. And let me tell you that God appreciates you attending today as well. He is proud of you and he loves you so, so, so much. Don't ever forget that. God is always by your side. You may be on your darkest, most loneliest night, but God is right there with you. Hallelujah. Thank you all for attending. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you back here on Sunday next week for our next week's Sunday church service. Have a fantastic week. May God bless you, and have a great day. Thank you for attending BSC. Our Twitter page, our email, and our website are linked, and we'll see you in our next worship session. Have a great day.